Hello and welcome back to the Evolving Hockey Podcast. My name is Sean and I'm not well, I just started using my right hand. Josh Josh and Luke, who are <laughs> I joined by every week. The Josh, I think last week or two weeks ago, made fun of me for how enthusiastic I am, especially with using my hands when I do these intros. And I tried not to this time, but I still got one hand working, so um, no. So to be clear, I'm making the. Who is the the NBA analyst that we got a meme uh, about? Did you see that, Sean? No. That you didn't see that? Oh, it's it's like such a good with video. the hands. Like, the guy who is like talking about some trade. I think it was with the Jazz or something. It was. Oh, he, I know what yeah. you're talking about. Uh, yeah, he, that he was like talks, the, the conspiracy asking, theorist guy. I don't. Yeah, remember he keeps name, asking though. questions. He like led four minutes. He led the entire panel. It was like four people. He was like it was him and like three other people for like two minutes on this. And they were completely captivated. Anyway, I was making that. Uh, so to be clear, I didn't mean to make fun of you, Sean. I just pointed it out because I, I love the emotion and the passion that you bring to the podcast every time. See, and since so, we started this podcast, I've been like over-diagnosed or over-analyzed. You guys analyze everything <laughs> to like the fullest extent. And now I know everything about how I speak. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Well, I you think just it's... Know, know your know that what is the matrix? Know thyself. Do you know what that means, Neil? <laughs> <laughs> You're, we're bringing out quotes. Sorry, sorry, the uh, the. Have you seen the matrix? I never watched the matrix. Oh You've come on! You've never seen the matrix, John? No. Dude. Oh my god, that's a good reference for me. I'm happy with that one. Know good thyself, job, Luke. Good job, dude. John, I the it would. I'm spe- I well no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm having trouble. I feel like this has come up enough, and I don't think I want to know the number of movies that you haven't seen that I that would irritate. It would. It would frustrate me. You're gen- kids these days. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, we we started off. So I'm sorry, Sean. I love the enthusiasm. I I but also it's it's also the part is that when you start recording yourself, um, that you notice. Luke, hold the coffee. You're slurping right in the mic. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> I tried to get away. It's really full. Okay. Anyway, um, but when you start recording yourself, you start to notice things that you say. I've found because we've been recording ourselves in various forms for a long time. But there are a lot of people who've never listened to their own voice before. Like, had you had you ever listened to your own voice be- like before we started recording? Really? I mean, I had done other podcast appearances. Okay. Yeah. So yes, but I I actually used to have a big thing. I didn't like my voice, like especially in like middle school. Yeah. Which I think I'm sure every kid has like that that phase of like they just hate their voice like until. So I didn't have that phase. I don't know. Yeah, which I still don't really, <laughs> really like my voice, but like I don't think anybody does because you sound differently in your in your head. So then yeah. you have a different perception. So then you just it sounds weird to you. So I don't know. I wouldn't recommend ever. I don't know listening to your your voice back <laughs> if, if it's something that's like really gonna bother you. Eventually, you just like don't care. I think I've always loved my voice. Yeah, my me voice- too. <laughs> My I'm, mother gave it to me. Yeah, our our mother gave us a, a great voice. Didn't Dom say that we have great voices or something? I should I should um, you know know I mean, he has a crush on you though. That, that's like <laughs> it's a little biased um, there. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, what were we talking about? There's, I don't know. We were talking about oh, there is a great Austin Matthews tweet or a quote that was oh. one of the greatest I've ever I've ever seen that I just saw right before we went on, which is his my favorite thing about hockey is that it feels like hockey, which is it's got to be an all time hockey quote already. Oh yeah. I mean, Sean. it's just weird to point out a particular thing, but I will say the It just feels to, like hockey. He's not wrong. Yeah, yeah, but, like, the parts that I, like, really like about hockey are kind of, like, hard to describe, I feel. Like, to me, the – to me, it's – it's. I guess you could say peaceful when it's, like, wicked quiet and you just hear the sounds of the ice and the – sticks and the puck and the boards right the it's like the to me what i love about hockey is like the well i guess you could say the audio like what like the acoustic sounds the sensory qualities of yeah like just the sounds of it like i would i could literally sit and like watch a morning skate for five hours i think yeah like it to me it's a really soothing sound and that's my favorite part about hockey yeah, I mean, I will I will say that when we were first starting getting into watching hockey, you know, I think a lot of people know this, we didn't start really watching hockey until maybe 10 years ago. We were, I don't know, out of college, early 20s, and kind of didn't, re- you know, we just started watching with our dad. But we would, uh, the way, we didn't have cable, and so 
the way we would watch is there were certain websites where you could, you know, uh, watch hockey games. Um, Legally or illegally? (laughs) I I cannot neither confirm nor deny (laughs) uh, that statement. Um, But uh, and so sometimes randomly you'd get a feed that was just the sound of the game. Like there was no announcers, no commentary. I think that there's a term for what that's called. Well, they do it now in certain... I think, like, the MLB did that, right? They'll just do, like, the field... I don't know. The, yeah, what is the term for that? Yeah, but it the was, NBA like... does that, too, I think, Yeah, but for hockey specifically, it was such a different experience watching a hockey game on TV with no commentators and no, like, on-screen, you know, uh, pop-up boxes and, and, and like, you know, there, it was just such a different experience, and it's a really... I wish that the networks would, like, offer that as just a... You don't have to listen. You just listen like ice level sounds. That's all you get. It's just you just watch it from their normal multi camera angles. Like a stripped, stripped yeah. version. Yeah, I mean, like it's really cool if you've ever seen that type of a broadcast. It's like just you just hear skates and sticks and like the boards, and it's just it's very yeah. There's something about. I agree with you, Sean. It's very like kind of almost soothing in terms of its rhythm and just kind of how everything. Works. And then, like, not to get, like, overly romantic, too, but I think, like, I know you guys really enjoy winters. Like, there's also something about, mm-hmm. like, the nostalgia of, like, winters with hockey, right? And, like, yeah. I don't know, like, the the brisk coldness. Like, that's what the Winter Classic is supposed to be. And then I think at this point now, like, the Winter Classic's just kind of a joke, right? Like, let's just well, be honest here. I, it, I mean, it is. It is. The I, quality of hockey is just not there. The well, quality I, of hockey yeah. is not there. The viewing experience isn't good. Like, it's going to be at Fenway this year, right? And it sounds yeah. magnificent when you put all the marketing stuff together. It's like Fenway Park, like America's like sporting venue. Like that's the I I will put that up. Yeah, as that's probably the best fair. American no, that's sporting yeah. venue. Well, mo- at least most contested. iconic, most iconic, I would say. Well, yeah, I mean, I, what- mean, I I don't enjoy necessarily actually watching games from most places in Fenway. Um, in terms of, like the comfort and whatever, but like it's easily the most iconic American sporting venue. I, I yeah. don't care. Oh yeah, you could maybe says. make a case for Wrigley, but yeah, continue. You can't. But <laughs> see, the thing is, though, is Fenway never sold out. Fenway never sold out. Wrigley was a gum company, right? <laughs> so Fenway is is truly, One truly, strike. truly sponsor free. What right? is Fenway? What is the name? That's really, just the name. I don't really remember to be honest with you. I definitely knew as a kid, like I was, but regardless. Anyways. Anywho, but the viewing experience is going to suck. I would never go. Somebody asked me, and like maybe I'll go and sit in the press box, but like I'm not going to buy a ticket there. Like I'm just not sitting in the cold to go watch a game that's like way away from you that you can barely see anything. Like there's just there's nothing to it. But that's supposed to represent is like skating on the ponds and it's getting yeah. a little bit too warm in certain places including massachusetts for like the ponds to freeze properly for long durations of time unfortunately and it's not gonna get worse but like like there is something special about about those feelings too that it's a little bit hard to describe yeah no and i mean it's kind of a similar thing to well i, I personally really enjoyed i just like the um like when it because when they're like in the california where like the you know where it's like 60 degrees and the ice is shitty and all that stuff right but then there's the flip side which is the minnesota one last year at target field that was like 10 below or whatever and even then i thought that was still fun but i i kind of agree with you because it's like the in that situation most of the time i mean i don't know what's what like what's the best winter classic or outdoor game that has happened like i'm trying i mean i have no idea. i think it just all went downhill from that first game in buffalo yeah it kind of seems that way yeah i mean it seems like yeah that that I don't know. It, well, it's just I think the, I think the outdoor games are super cool. It's just like if they could take an actual NHL arena and put it outside, I think it would be a much better experience than if they're putting it in the middle of you know a football stadium. Well, yeah, or that's a, a baseball I mean that's the thing. Field. Like when they put it in, in the middle of a baseball field, it's like well, there's so much it you know, and, and when they've done it here, at least in the in the Twin Cities, it's like they had it at the um the U Stadium at TCF. TCF. Well, is like, that what it's called anymore? They, I don't know. They got sold to hunting. Yeah, games. I don't know. I haven't followed it, but uh, it, but yeah, like what you said, Sean, is you're so far away, and I actually personally think that hockey is a lot like more than any sport. It's like if you're far away, it's like almost just like not worth even watching. I mean, I like it's so hard to watch a game like at a baseball game. You can sit really far away and kind of still see 
the action and kind of still see what's going on. But like you really miss a lot from hockey, I think, when you're really, really far away. It's just no, like, no, that's correct. Like I've sat like fourth level out in the outfield at like Yankee Stadium as an example, and like you could see, like you're still fine. Yeah. You could watch the, you could follow along with the game, right? Yeah. But it's like. With hockey, especially with the boards, the thing that doesn't go with hockey is the fact that there's boards, right, to take away the sight. Yeah, yeah. That's the biggest issue is you can't follow it for certain parts depending on where you're sitting, yada, yada, yada. Um, Like, the thing with hockey is, like, you can go far up and you're fine. It's just going back that you lose the perception there, right? Because I enjoy watching the game actually from higher up. I don't necessarily like being down low on, like, the first level. Yeah. I like being higher up. So, and like, obviously that's where they commentate, yada, yada. So it's like easier to follow along with the game. But when you start going back and you're moving yourself back, the, like the viewing's not as good. Yeah. Well, it's also like the same with basketball. Like if you're, I mean, I know like being like courtside or whatever, I've never been, I've only been to a handful of basketball games, like NBA games. Um, And it it is the similar kind of thing. I think the uh, Target Center in Minneapolis is, this you know it's very steep sides that go up i mean i'm maybe could, could be completely wrong here but yeah we're not we're, <laughs> the one time we're, we went the timberwolves were actually kind of okay good normally they're really bad for my whole life the timberwolves have never been good well most so. most minnesota teams let's yeah. be honest well they had kevin garnett for a while <laughs> so did. that was they made the whatever anyway anyway but we're getting off off track here well we were never on track we weren't <laughs> but i would say i i to to kind of piggyback off Sean of my what attracts me to hockey in the first place I think for me it's just the flow of the game like just how it's a kind of consistent um you know pace of play and it's I think the thing for me was when I first went to a game an NHL game seeing the actual changes happen live I think that was something that just like was super cool to see for the first time because you don't really see that on the on TV when you're watching a game. Like you don't see just how often players are changing and how like fluid it is and it's I think that's a really cool thing to watch in hockey that you don't necessarily get when you're watching it on TV that that was one of the things. But just the fluid nature of the game I think is like cuz you know, I think for most or I mean I've heard the sentiment before is that some of the best periods of of hockey are when there's no stoppages. Like if you have like five plus minutes of no stoppages and it's just flowing back and forth, I think there's something very um, appealing about watching that type of uh, play. Luke, you're starting to sound like you miss hockey a little bit. I do miss hockey. (laughs) I miss watching. I I don't miss like the everything that's not like hockey. (laughs) (laughs) So like there's this, I guess, phenomenon in racing and auto racing that we've particularly seen this year um both formula one and nascar had like major rule package changes and like to be brief with them formula one was like to get specifically for for cars to like be able to battle closer together and I think that was kind of a little bit of the idea with NASCAR, but particularly like with Formula One, it was tough to follow. There's something called dirty air. The way that the teams like will like control the air would be so messy and they wanted to reduce dirty air by creating ground effects or more downforce from ground effects. I think that's the most short of it. And in Formula One, there's not necessarily significantly more overtakes. And I would say it's just probably the same thing with, with NASCAR. But the difference is that the cars are able to follow each other a lot better and so that they can um, – so that could be more battling even if there's no overtaking. And I think there's almost a similar concept that might be true for hockey. I, I, I'm curious about this because I think for years, like, the idea has been that hockey needs more scoring and that the – in order to be more entertaining, right? Like it's not it, true. No, it's a I little disagree. bit stale. I know you guys hate, <laughs> and I th- I almost feel that hockey just needs like less whistles at times. Yeah, to be able to keep people engaged because I don't think nobody necessarily cares whether or not it's three two or seven six. I think I think it's just like that the quality of the game within it is good and that you could stay engaged. And so I think most rule changes and what should be going forth 
doesn't necessarily have to do with like goalie pads, which is always like the the easiest one to go after, or like stuff like that. Like in the NHL, is trying to like face offs and all this other jazz. I think a lot of it's just like creating a faster, more fluid game. Like if they are to take away, say, offsides or something, to be able to reduce whistles more than anything. Yeah, like maybe I, that's the argument there. Yeah, I think that. Well, there's a couple things there. I think that that I don't think that. I've I've kind of been verbal or like we've 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 talked about this before, but I don't uh, think removing offsides is going to make the game any better. I mean, like I I'm not of the opinion that that is what they should be doing, but I do think that they are. I what you're getting at is that I I think what makes hockey fun is when you have those the sequences and the cycling and like the consistent back and forth that isn't just like one play it's called dead, one play called dead, right? Like you know you have kind of this constant motion that's occurring which i think is what makes it really interesting um well i was just gonna say i think i've also said i think that there's a lot of fans who have been really clamoring for oh just call the book right more penalties this was a penalty they didn't call it this was a penalty they didn't call it and i think we when you watch actually watch games where every five minutes or every two minutes there's a power play for one team it's just the choppiest like it's just i personally don't enjoy watching hockey games where it's constant penalties are being called and so then it's one it's going from five on five for two minutes and then oh there's a penalty stoppage and then you have to set up a face off and the power play all the line changes it just gets totally like jumbled up and I personally I don't enjoy that type of hockey I also think that just five on five play is a lot more interesting to watch than power plays that's just me personally I like it when you have two teams at even strength with the same number of skaters playing against each other like that i think you know i mean that's special teams that's what luke's saying right now yeah yeah well Uh, i think the thing and also to clarify i just take the goalie out we joke about this how the bet you know the perfect score in hockey is a zero zero game right i mean that's kind of a joke we've had for a while or a one nothing but i think part of it is that when and i would maybe disagree with sean your point that seven six versus three two is a is like the similar game uh, it doesn't really matter, is that mostly, usually in super high-scoring games, you have, I th- I think, terrible defense most of the time. Now, sometimes <laughs> it, it can be the goaltender, and it, that could just be it, but a lot of times I don't particularly like watching hockey where there's this, these terrible sequences of defensive play, you know, but obviously that's us, and one of yeah. the reasons why we have a bit of our reputation of, you know, being wild fans, I suppose, well, which is perfect. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I think you're, like, spot on with that. Like, I think, remember when we had that spike in goal scoring like mm-hmm. just post like that covid pause yep. right yeah like, yep. teams are playing horrible horrible yeah. yeah and that's why like there was a scoring spike and it's mm-hmm. like i don't necessarily want to see a scoring spike while like just guys are just not playing well yeah right yeah and that's kind of what you get sometimes you'll get higher scoring games in say juniors or the ahl um like particularly juniors i guess just because like the talent's not there like defensively and they don't play as as units as well right and it's like well do i want to play if you're paying to go watch an nhl game do you want to see that or you know do you want to i I don't know where i was going with that well yeah it's like i don't know i've (laughs) kind of said this before but it's kind of i think that one of the things that's really motivated made it motivated me throughout why kind of one of the things that i've been super interested in in one of the things that still motivates me in hockey statistics specifically is trying to identify kind of undervalued players right like we've talked about this before and that's i think we you know there's plenty of examples about that even going back to like i think you know mark stone was probably the one at the at at when we were first starting in like 2015 2016 somewhere in there where and and then sean couturier you know, and, 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 you know, kind of appreciating the play of, like, Patrice Bergeron, right? Like, I, I think that those type of players, when you watch them specifically, I mean, I don't want to say Jared Spurgeon again, but I'm going to say Jared Spurgeon again because if you watch him defend when he's in the defensive zone, there's just a, a, a certain way about the way he transitions and he kind of controls, like, in the defensive zone when he's moving the puck back the other way. That is, like, there are certain things that, that are very subtle – that aren't don't have anything to do with scoring. Like I just think that watching certain players in in certain situations, um, it that doesn't. I don't care about goal scoring. Like goal scoring is the most obvious thing to watch for in hockey, right? Because that's the whole point of the game. But there's a lot of little things that players do well that's really fun to try to, you know. Okay, well here's what the stats say about like this, and then it's like okay, well let me try to figure out why they that why that's looking like that, and then when you start trying to go dig into 
certain type of players, uh, I think that it's just a really interesting aspect of it. And when you don't see like good defensive play in a team's defensive zone or really poor uh, defense of, of a rush or transition, I just think that's not fun to watch because it's like, well, that what was that? But that's, <laughs> like, what that's do do, also you know? very much, I think, I think for us who've been watching and now doing a lot of work in it here, like that, those are the things I find more interesting. But there's a lot of fans who, um, who like more of the high kind of octane type games and flashy plays and stuff, which I also really appreciate as well. But it's, it's sometimes it's almost like the customer's not always right. It's like you don't necessarily <laughs> know what you like, what yeah. you exactly no, yeah. like about it until like you try it. Because, like, I don't necessarily, like, if you saw, if you just had scoring, right, you want to see more scoring. And then you started having, like, 15 to 11 games. (laughs) Like, I could almost guarantee you, you would say, we don't need as much scoring. We need more defense. This is a low-quality product. So, like, there's a happy medium in there somewhere. And I think there's content within the game, right, because goals are only a second of the game, there's content within the game that matters significantly more. And I think it's, it's a lot of it's about playing style than anything. And I think the game's headed in, in the right direction. Like I think there's a more entertaining product that's happening or that's, we're getting a more entertaining product and it's evolutionizing in that sense. Um, so like that's yeah. exciting. I I think another thing too is that I think as we get um, more, I, I think just more teams that quote unquote buy into analytics, quote unquote, you see a kind of the team starting to embrace. I think a certain play style that maybe hadn't been around. Like you see players and you who are now starting to be valued like kind of more for their defensive play and the way in which they they play both sides of the ice. Right. I mean that's something I think that we've seen in the last five or six years. Like uh, you know compared to say 20 years ago or 15 years ago where there's the, there's now more of a emphasis I think from certain certain teams not every team obviously you still have the Rangers you know who are going to be playing their standard you know 7D who's like <laughs> you know but but like there's still like there are I think so there are is more of an emphasis there from certain teams that are now I think quote unquote smarter um, as I think more information has become available to teams and they've had more time to kind of start to see how this can be beneficial and can win games, you know? So I think that we're seeing, a, a, it's also, I think in, in terms of development and just the kind of the way that players play, especially younger players are coming up and like the lack of um, kind of, obviously, I mean, this is just cliche, but the lack of physicality that's maybe now needed compared to where it was like 15 years ago or 20 years ago, all this stuff. So I don't know. We're, we're way off. We're just kind of rambling here. I don't we're know. Talking about, well, I, I, talking about hockey. Talking about hockey. Yeah. Best thing about hockey about is hockey that it now. feels like hockey, you know? Yeah. So I think I might have had a technical difficulty in my recording here. So maybe we'll go. We're almost at our break time, normal break time anyway. So maybe we'll head to break, have a message from our brand new sponsor this week. (laughs) And we'll be back right after this. The Evolving Hockey Podcast is brought to you by EvolvingHockey.com, your home for advanced NHL statistics on the web. When you become a subscriber to EvolvingHockey.com, you gain access to such evaluation tools as NHL goals above replacement, regularized adjusted plus minus, skater contract projections, visualizations, charts, and much more. Visit Evolving-Hockey.com slash login today to become a subscriber. April Fools! We did not have a new sponsor, and it's not April either. But this is, Josh, edit that out, please. <laughs> okay, yeah, edit that out. Oh, Josh yeah. is yeah. not editing it out. We all know you say edit it out all the time. Josh is not edit it out. He's too lazy to edit out. It, you know, it's it's we we just keep things light around here. You know, you know we gotta I, keep it. We gotta keep gotta it light. Keep it light. It's uh, like I was trying to keep it light when I I think I irrit- I I pissed off all of Eastern Canada with a tweet. <laughs> That people got was angry. Was this the one with the Prince Edward, Nova yeah. Scotia, New Finland, New Brunswick, New Brun- New Finland? <laughs> no, it was funny. I was just looking at a map. I think somebody tweeted out Maine, and it was something. And I was looking. I was like, "Hold on, these three. These are the three. You know, because I'm. I, I figure that Maine I should... is not uh, province no, I, in Canada. No, I know it's not. I'm saying sure? that I saw because Prince Edward Island and Nova Scotia are very close to Maine, and I saw those provinces, and I was like, okay. Why are those ones so tiny? All the other provinces are gigantic. And then it was like, I thought had a funny little tweet about it. I thought it was like, 
People didn't take it well, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but like the vast majority of the population is in the southern portions of the provinces. No, so I like, know. It's really okay. I'm just but saying it was, it was more... a silly tweet and it made a lot of people angry. Yeah, it was, was just it was funny being to wake up to, and silly. It was and... funny to wake up the next morning to our feed and see like it had like I didn't and how people got mad about it. I guess that you're not supposed. I don't know. We learned something that I guess maybe yeah, the. I just won't well, ever talk about. I, New we Brunswick shouldn't say and, anything right now, anyway, because people are going to get mad at us. I know, again but it was for, related to geography, so I figured I'd bring it up on the podcast because it yeah. was silly. Oh, we have not brought up any like strange town names or anything lately. It's been a while. Is, yeah. Anyway, um, it is. It has anyway, been. but um, hold on. Where? Oh, did we didn't I, talk about um, Stowe, Massachusetts. I don't why. Stowe. What are you talking? What? The the Duncan in Stowe, Massachusetts. Oh, I saw that video. It <laughs> that was pretty. Funny. It went out. It went out. So there's no more Duncan in Stowe, Massachusetts. <laughs> and the people from Stowe, Massachusetts, have to go to like the next town over. I forget which town is like next over. What happened like, to it? Medford I think I missed something. It just closed. Oh, it just closed. It just closed. It, but it's I thought like, that was the video that I I've seen that that Massachusetts. There's like another one of like some grocery store or something closing in Massachusetts or something like, like a that. Market basket. Yeah, I've never been I'm, to a market basket. They I don't, don't know. Have, I don't know if it was that, but it was any. it was just like one of those like you know those silly on the street reporting about like locals' response to something that's kind of not that big of a deal. The Duncan was, thing is kind of a big deal. I mean, it's a coffee shop, right? It's a lifestyle. <laughs> All right, like that's you enough. Laugh, but it kind of I, is. I mean, enough I, Duncan for. I know. For, I don't want to talk about Duncan. There's over a thousand Duncans in Massachusetts I mean, alone. It, exactly. So go to another one. Yeah. Yeah, but they have to go to the next town. Like, not. They're not necessarily like evenly distributed. Like, you know what well, I'm that's, saying? That's Massachusetts' problem, not so, you know, right? Like when I when you go to TD Garden as an example, or North Station, I just just specifically say North Station. Like you're not in the. When you go to North Station. There's two Duncans inside North Station. North yeah, Station is not that big of a floor. Like well, that's, North that's, Station, there's two Duncans, and then there's one across the street, like right across the street. Yeah, it's and the, the one across the street is much better than than anything inside of North Station. Okay, we need so to stop. If you talking ever about go Duncan. to to North Station, just go across I, the street to the Duncan across the street. It's. I'm not going to go. I'm going to find like a local coffee shop that's going to have much better coffee than what would be at Duncan, and then I'll get it there. <laughs> It's a, we're finally we're finally no. uh, revealing our true colors, which is I yeah. went to Duncan one time and I'm never going to Duncan again. Yeah, when we were in we Rochester. Yeah, good. More Duncan. I wouldn't say like Duncan and Rochester like shouldn't count. Like the thing is, the quality does go down as you leave New England. I, I just can't it, imagine like, that a no, large chain coffee shop is ever going to be better than any lo- like small. It's significantly better. No, in it's New not. England. Yes, I don't it think is. So. Yes, but it it's is. not okay. It's I'm just gonna, all right. Fine, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, you can we'll have agree this to one, disagree. <laughs> you can have this one. No, he wrong, doesn't get but, to have this okay, one. We're he draw, this is a draw. We're calling draw. this one a draw. But I will say, you know, I was really nervous. Uh, we should. We never talked about Sea Hack that's coming up, which will be fun. Yeah, yeah. say for Sea Hack, and I was really nervous. I went out to Seattle my first time in February. I think we knew that the Leafs played on Valentine's Day. It was perfect to go out there, <laughs> and um. And Leafs won, of course. Okay, get but to the point. What it is, wasn't I don't a great wanna... game for Austin, honestly. But <laughs> I was very nervous because there's no Duncans in the state of I, okay. Washington. No, I, no, 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 no. And, and We're done. I, We're done. I will say, uh-uh. I put it out on Twitter, no. and there was people from the from the hockey community that let me know that Top Pot was really good. And I will say, Top Pot is phenomenal. I highly recommend you guys go to Top Pot okay. when you visit Seattle. The donuts are Sean, unreal. We're done. We're done. We're done. Unreal. Here's I'm not... what I'm gonna say for any of the coffee drinkers out there: there is probably there are guaranteed to be like one or two local single owned top hot is shops. just Washington. It, it's local. Dude, no, no, I'm talking about like the coffee shops we go to in Minneapolis. There's one done like that's pretty close to that we used to go called Precision Grind. It was one person owned it and ran it, whatever. There's not a chain. Much better. They're Much always better, better coffee. The best coffee in the city is J and S Bean Factory in St. Paul. They roast their own beans. They don't have any other location. Best coffee in the city, by far. Yeah. And I'm just that's where I'm going to go to get my coffee because I'm trying to spend a couple more dollars. To we're bid done. Better. We're anyway. done talking about. I don't want to let Sean have a little story that then leads to Duncan again because he just mm-hmm. did that. He's going to do it again. 
Um, All right, we should yeah, talk about hockey. Back to what Sean said. Seahawk was confirmed. See the Seattle Hockey Analytics Conference, uh, December third. December third. It's in Seattle. Uh, I didn't really see much more. We we will be there. Uh, I don't think that we're going to be presenting. Are you thinking you're going to present, Sean? Do they even I are they present something? I don't know if we're going to have time or if we. I don't even know so what I'm a little I would bit worried present. about. I might just put something together, and and we'll see if it's good enough to be anything. Yeah, I don't even know I what I would like. What would we even present about, Josh? I don't know. I thought I was thinking about it a little bit. There's some stuff that we could potentially like. I just get so know. nervous. I don't like like <laughs> presenting in front of all. Like, well, I, I also get... don't do it. You know, and Allison is, I think, running it again, right? And I know that we would probably get put early again, <laughs> uh, which happened in Columbus, which is fine. Yeah, but, but it's Pacific time. You're going back two hours. That is you're, true. You're good. It is true. You're but good. we're, as people know, we don't we don't have a we're not good in the mornings. Luke and I are not. No. Although I was up early this last week, Sean noticed it. Uh, we were having some work done in the house, so I had to get up early to. Um, but anyway, we're very excited. I think that it seems like a lot of people are going to go. Yeah. Um, What's well, the first? So the it's the first conference since COVID. Basically, it's the first conference since the Columbus uh, conference. Sort like in person, kind of. In right, per- sort of. There's been yeah. like webinars. I guess Sloan. I, Sloan been, like, happened. Some other things. Yeah, Sloan doesn't really count for anything. Yeah. Like I think this is this will end up being like the Sloan replacement. Yeah. I think. Okay. Um. Wait, Sloan replacement. For hockey people. Oh, I see. I I think, and I'm not sure what the direction will be taken of it, but I I wasn't able to make it to CBJ hack, unfortunately, due to American Airlines. But um, from all I heard about CBJ hack, and if Allison's running another um, conference with a team involved and and different teams showing up to to go um, watch it, I absolutely think that that will be the biggest hockey analytics conference at the very least oh yeah yeah i'm, yeah. I'm kind of anticipating is it at the climate pledge arena do you know is it in the i'm assuming i believe it, so i'm not sure what's been released and then i haven't really talked much in depth with anybody about it but i i would assume it's at uh it, the kids call it cpa the kid yeah <laughs> cpa gives me post-traumatic stress disorder um because you have, a, have a major in money. It's right? a joke. I just it's just accounting. I just uh, <laughs> when I when I'm done at work, I'm done. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but the kids call it CPA. I'm assuming it's at CPA. Um, yeah, I would which think, is a really nice facility. Yeah, we should enjoy it. Yeah, I'm very excited. It'll be fun to see. And we everybody could we again. could record our our podcast from the Amazon Music Sound Room. <laughs> we will have to record a podcast when we're there i wonder if we can get an interview like a live interview you think we could do that we could probably arrange that what? vince dunn should we get allison on again should we get <laughs> we Al- can get vince dunn <laughs> on Dude, the i would love to get vince we dunn. need to i would well, love we'll to, to. he had a pretty rough season last year <laughs> one of these days though i would love to get a player that is like i i there was a great quote from zach austin reese i think from uh, like a year ago about how he had somebody asked him about like what he thought of like analytics and he said well they I guess that I look good by them, so I like them. Or something. Or he it's said, some... "I don't understand them, oh, yeah. but I guess they make me look kind of okay." Yeah, I would love to get a player on to chat about. I'd like, be so nervous. What I would. Be... What would we ah, talk about? I don't know. Whatever. We're just people, right? Yeah, I We're guess just so. chatting. But yeah, I think Seahawks going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, um, December third. So yeah, it'll be the first time that we've been, I think, anywhere further north on the West Coast than Sacramento. I, I think. I don't think I've ever. I've... I think Sacramento's further north than San Francisco. Yeah, it definitely is. Okay, but anyway. I haven't. I mean, we've. I've never really been to the Pacific Northwest, like at no, all. Washington, Oregon. Been. I don't even think we. Idaho. Uh, that, I mean, that doesn't count really. But yeah, the, we're the excited. Furthest west and north we've ever been is Cheyenne, Wyoming. I think. Yeah, I think so. On a road trip. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so CX going on that. That was new. Uh, I. What else is going on in the league? Well, that this well, it's if prospect you camp. Time. If you've gotten this far along, you, you you maybe started to realize that there isn't really anything that we've been able to figure out. To it's talk a weird. About. It's a weird time in the year, um, where it's just. I mean, there's a bunch of people that are excited about like the rookie and the prospect stuff. And eventually, I don't know. I've I've grown out of that. I think there was like a couple of years where I was like into it. I'm not as into it anymore. No. Um. So it's like a weird time for us. And then you, this well, is like, like the what, time where get... like all the PTOs come around, but like there's not as much to talk about yeah. with PTOs. Like Sunny Milano was an interesting one. Yeah. I did not see the whole PTO situation coming. Like after last season, I figured he'd sign a contract. Like even if it was like one year, one million somewhere. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, it's well, a little bit the strange. Whole, I, the I, Rasmus Sandin thing is happening right yeah, now. There's the, well, the thing I was going to say is I just did a little bit of a, um, uh, like a kind of a final recap, recap quote unquote of our like our contract projection models because there are now I believe there are only four players, free agents that remain that we projected to have more than two million per year. And well, I let think, me see. Can I can I guess them? Well, the number one's easy. Jason Robertson. Yes. No, yeah. Um. That's I, that's all I got. <laughs> what what Klingberg signed? Uh, he signed a one, one year, year seven million. Yeah, it oh, was. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, it was weird. I've been. It's been kind of interesting to look at the change between the periods. So we have in the contract projection model, there are um, we have three signing periods. So there's the first month after free agency starts, which is when the bulk of players have signed contracts. There's the second one, which is like basically the month two of free agency until like a week past the start of the season, which we kind of called the holdout season uh, um, I, uh, period. And then the third one is basically in-season extensions and players who signed just before free agency, which are kind of are always almost, or they're always extensions. Um, but the other one, it was Robertson, but then Alex Formanton for the Senators, he, for some reason, be switching from the first to second period as a holdout. His most likely contract went from up from like a, one by two and a half, or or it was I think it was a one by two something, and now he's at a three by or a six by three point seven. <laughs> so he's above two million right now. Although I think that that was that's something weird there. Uh, not weird. It's just a little bit interesting. Well, it's probably a very close probability with yeah. all the other terms. It'd be really funny if Alex Formanton signs us that like a deal, that long term deal right now because it's in the holdout. And then the other one was I, don't, I honestly don't know who that is. I've heard yeah. the name. I don't really know much about. Him. You don't know who Alex Formanton I, I I do. I just don't know much about him. I don't no, have a gauge. I am, I I'm sorry, Senators fans. I don't watch a lot of Ottawa games. I just <laughs> have not watched a lot of Ottawa games. It's not well. They're going to be a fun team this year. Yeah. But, oh yeah. That, the, I, we'll watch them more the next third, this year. The third one was Miko Koskinen, uh, who I don't I don't think is going to be signing a contract. Um, How old is he? Uh, old. I think he's like thirty six or something. Um, I think. I mean, that's three years well, old. He played for the. But... Well, he's with the Oilers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's not like it's, but he's old, right? Yeah. And then uh, the fourth one was who was it? Actually, I think I still have it up. Let me go check really. The quick. crazy thing to me is like I was looking. What? How old is Patrice Bergeron? Uh, thirty. He's like thirty seven. Yeah. And it's like he feels like like if I'm thinking in my mind I'm 33, right? I think of Patrice Bergeron as an old man. <laughs> like in my head, he it feels like he's like 50. <laughs> I don't know he feels why. Like Chara, right? Yeah, like Chara or like Yager, but like no, Patrice Bergeron like I probably could have I have friends who are that old. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which is like kind of funny. It's too much. I don't like. It's we're not much. thinking about this, Sean. You're gonna you're it. gonna be in this spot pretty soon here. You're you're getting mm-hmm. up to being. You're in your prime right now for an NHL player. Yeah, right. You're t- what? 26, 25, 24. 24? 24. Right in the prime. Oh man, I thought you're. Oh god, you are just young. about coming up to his uh, UFA. <laughs> yeah. No, our, our entry level is expiring, and yeah, no, he'd be on our his entry first level already expired. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be on your first and uh, your first deal after an entry level. Yeah, and then you'd be negotiate. You're on a holdout right now. Yeah, but to final to finish up on the contract <laughs> stuff, not really. Since we did, I did the review about a month ago. Um, I think there's been like 30 more contracts signed. They're pretty much all in line. Uh, I think at this point we've had 253 contracts signed out of the 470 that we projected. There's still, uh, well, that's it gets a little bit. There's there's more than that because I when I evaluate, I remove league minimum contracts. So there's probably been like actually like 350 contracts signed. I think there's about 105 or 110 free agents left that have not sign contracts likely a lot of those um either will sign or they're just kind of on their way out uh and overall the the model hasn't really changed much it's been i, I think it is actually from a just pure r squared standpoint it's actually a little bit better than it was last year i think um if i remember correctly but there is definitely a, a bit of a trend on the high-end um players um the high dollar free agents signing a little bit less than what we would expect um, so that's that was kind of a new thing. I think that we've already kind of discussed that at length with the flat cap. But I think ultimately my conclusion that I came to is that I think it did impact some contracts, but not to the point, not to the level that I think a lot of people kind of assume it has been impacting. Because for the by and large, players were signing really close to expected. And if you just remove a few of the wonky free agents like Giordano and Bergeron and Latang and um, you know a few other. 
players, I think you could maybe make the case that it's it's maybe even a marginal trend uh, for the most part and other stuff. So that's my recap. That's what I have. Uh, the yeah, model did is, well. We're you know we're in the period where the free agency is basically winding down, which is like one yeah, of the so things that we're most interested I hope. in. Hope it's like <laughs> I end know. of September. I know. No, no, yeah. I know. But I'm so saying just, that we're right just, now we're in the period of like prospect camp, and the news that you hear is about how this one prospect came to camp like 40 pounds heavier <laughs> well we're almost like it sort of started a little bit we're almost in the best shape of my life oh yeah it's already going on yeah okay, oh, so what was it started can yeah. somebody explain to me it was the the the, the canadians prospect slavkovsky right the number one right? overall i saw somebody like everybody's talking about how he, he showed up to camp he was like 200 and what 38 pounds or something he gained like 12 pounds since like the spring or something and he's like six Six, six, six four. He's a big, big boy. I saw Arpon was standing next to him. There was yeah. a really he's funny no tweet. Tage Thompson, though. Yeah, yeah no, he's no, not. He's no Tage Thompson. Not but... Tage. Uh... Still don't believe that contract's real. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't. It like, is. Uh, a, it's a. Wild I need one. to physically see the contract to be able to believe that that's actually true. I don't. I watch him just absolutely. Tank. I love. I love the Sabers. I love the Sabers. I love the team. I love the front office and all of the people who work for the Sabers. But that deal makes a lot of. It makes very little. It sense makes a lot me. of no sense. It makes a lot of yeah <laughs> negative sense. Um, I will say it would be. I'm. I'm sorry to all the Sabers fans out there, but it would be so funny if Tage Thompson just returned oh. to just replacement level player next year. I, yeah, and it, you know, I. <laughs> It's just one of those things that would be so silly because that's it, like it really what his history be. was. And I know people have been explaining it. Oh, well, they moved him to center. He wasn't being used correctly. But I have two or three goals for the players that I want to see next year. I want to see Timothy Lilligren put up another great season <laughs> because everybody was shitting on us when we were saying he had a good season last year. Specifically, I want Michael Bunting to have a really good season. Wow, big Leafs fan over here. I know for the same reason because everybody was shitting on us because we had we liked Bunting season last year. <laughs> Sean, uh, Sean, you should be look. You should look happier. You look terror. You look like mortified. Oh, and number three, Rasmus Asplund. I want Rasmus oh, yeah. Asplund to it, get it's, Selkie. It's votes. Rasmus Asplund season this yeah. season. Um, and Owen Power. Those are the you know. But although I th- well, I th- Luke I th- is still working on our team projections, we should have team point projections up in the next week, probably. Well, maybe a little I, longer. It's like the thing is that like I could do it, but like the rosters aren't really set. Like That's it's true. like who knows? Like they haven't even started training camp yet. We haven't gotten preseason games, so it's like I don't even know what the rosters are going to be. Like I could take a guess at it, but I think that it's not going to be done until there like, are, a lot. Yeah, closer. there are still some free agents. I was going to go through this list of the unsigned free agents and try to figure out if any of them are. No, don't do that right now. Well. So Nicholas Haig, right? Is that how you say the last name? I, I always get Haig. Yeah. yeah, he hasn't signed uh, with the Knights. Yeah, with the Knights. So is he a UFA? He's a RFA. So he's still outstanding. But then there's other the retirement. So Tukarask retired, correct? Right. Brayden Holtby mm-hmm. retired. Well, no, I don't think Holtby actually retired. He just I said thought... that he's moving to back to Washington. Oh, I think that was the story I saw. Was that he? He's just. He, he, I guess he could sign with the Capitals. These are all on like the top remaining or free he agents. Would, that but he's are, not going to sign with another team. Yeah, uh, Ryan Getzlaff retired, I believe. Correct. Yes. That uh, happened Dustin last Brown, year. Dustin Brown yes, retired that happened last year. Uh, Andy Green. Did I see something about? Didn't Strawman resign? I'm really glad we did not get in the Dustin Brown conversation. What do you mean? About the whole statue. Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> what about what was it? Was that? They're building a statue. I, like I said, I'm very glad we didn't get in it. Okay, so now they're you're... going to build a statue, of Dustin Brown, and like the argument is whether or not he like deserves a statue. Um, what do you think, Sean? Again, are we, not are we, involved. You're not getting not, into it. I literally, the thing is, is like, I don't even think I really have an opinion. Yeah, no, I at don't. All. Like, couldn't couldn't care less. You want to build a statue of somebody? Like, you should probably build a statue of me. Like, go ahead. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. If if Dustin Brown is getting a statue, then you got to put a bigger one of Kopitar in front of him. That's I what think I'm we. Say. I think we had a couple but, tweets but maybe about that's that. Right? What they do. Maybe that's the it plan. Might be. Like, we don't know. I mean, that maybe those they teams, teams do that. Like, that's kind of their big three. Yeah. Right. Of of those two te- or their big four, like the Mount Rushmore, those two championship teams, was. Dustin Brown, um, Anse Kopitar, Drew Doughty, and Jonathan Quick. And it's yeah. like maybe that's what they want to do. As each retires, like they put it together. Like yeah. Gretzky couldn't get it done, but Dustin Brown could. <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't know. Have we had have we had the, the discussion about how Mount Rushmore just sucks? How it's like so disappointing. Have you been to Mount Rushmore? I, 
I've never been. It's not. Do good. not don't go. go. It's such a dumb thing. I'm going. I really don't care. It's a waste like, of time. Out of all the things to see in the beautiful country of the United States of America, like I don't think Mount Rushmore's. If, if you're gonna go see anything that's a mine, go see the Crazy Horse Monument, which is awesome. Yeah, it's not fully done, and there's a like long kind of troubled history with it. But that's no one really knows about the Crazy Horse Monument, and that's much cooler. I think. Yeah. Than, than it's been a, a long time, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, and also. Then just go see the Black Hills and yeah. the Badlands in South Dakota, which is awesome. Don't go to Round Rushmore. I don't really think I'm going to the Dakotas like you, to break that news to you. I think that everybody at least one time in their life should drive from Minneapolis to the Black Hills and then stop in the Badlands on the way because it's super cool. It is really and cool. And nobody yeah. goes there. It's cool. It's a really cool I mean, it's in the middle of like there's you know, it's big. Yeah, open I don't there. I don't anticipate Sean really going anyway i completely derailed <laughs> derailed that but yes kopitar um i Wait, hope... hold on sean said we're not getting into the dustin brown statue conversation no, now and we're now not we are. okay okay all right <laughs> hold on i was talking about my wish list for next year oh you already said it you went through it yeah i did so the only yeah, yeah the only remaining thing that i think that is obviously jason robertson is still not signed which is like i don't know every year there's a couple of players who wait this long but this year he's the only one i think other than sandine i think rasmus sandine I don't know why a team has an offer sheet at Sandine. Like, I do you have any insight? Yeah, I don't think teams like uh, value him as such. Yeah, I mean, but I, I he think he might right. be thirty. Let's see, like thirty second in the guard projections for defensive next year or something. I don't. He's got a high. He's like the. <laughs> Uh, it's because he had he, he he yeah he's he's pretty high in our car projections which is it's age it, plus but there's his a lot there's season. a lot of, more of uncertainty around him than the other players I think he's like sixth like projected on the the Leafs next year or something um, defensemen or all all players all players I think on the I think yeah. if I go look at it but it's it's a lot there's a lot more uncertainty around him so I, I think you kind of have to knock that down a little bit if you're doing it so that my point is that that I saw there was still some discussion around that and uh around Cindy and just in general not signing um I don't know if he will sign before I'm sure he'll sign before the season starts but um and then I think that's pretty much it right, let me go check uh or was there anything else that we wanted to talk about I mean that is going on no I mean I was just we were talking beforehand how the season is starting in Europe like oh, yeah. five days or four days it's before. Such a weird, it's, it's so such a weird. weird thing. And I was saying, I hope they have coordinates, shot coordinates for those games in Europe. Because no, those games will definitely just get ruined. Oh come on! Don't Data tell wise, me that. It's gonna be a nightmare. Guarantee. Don't tell me. The first day of the season is always the most. It's like, why Stressful. can't they just do a normal start to the season? Wait, and, wait for them to come out with like a completely new system this year that oh, they did my, not tell anybody. Don't about, tell me it's that. It's gonna take four weeks. Oh God! Don't tell me that. I can't. <laughs> Like, I've been, like, checking because it's, like, you know, I need to make sure everything's up to date and whatever, and so far it's been okay. But it's, like, I'm still, you know, they're, they've they been talking about player tracking data coming out for how many years now? And Six. I think it's fully implemented, at least from, like, what we're seeing with some of the broadcasts. Like, they clearly... Are the pucks back in? What? The pucks are back in? I actually don't know. I thought, I think they are. Given some of the graphics we I've, we saw over NHL games last year, I would assume that they are working. Yeah, because like I, they wouldn't be able to add those without chips in the puck and yeah. without player like jersey tracking or whatever. Because that's how they're doing it, right? They have chips in the jerseys, right? Oh, I Is think that what it yeah. was. Yeah, I think and then so, it's in so. combination with optical. I'm with sure cameras or I'm sure at Seahawk we will get some more information about yeah. all of these things. Hopefully, you know? but yeah. um. Yeah, it would be, you know, I, I've been periodically trying to look to see if we've gotten anything significantly changing in their data structure, but no, nothing so far. But yeah, watch it just drop on the opening night. It's just like the entire <laughs> data source changes in Are you structure. guys going to be up for the opening games? It's going to be like 1 p.m. Central. Yeah, Sean. Yeah, I'll be up. Yeah. We will, we will be you? up. <laughs> we will be up for that. Oh, uh, so I'll have a lot of time in the afternoon to make sure everything's working correctly. Yeah, if they gotta, happen. Oh, yeah. okay. The only other thing that happened that I'm seeing is that Evan Rodriguez signed. Yes. Um, which we didn't really talk about. But, With the stars? Uh, yeah, uh, no, where did he sign? He signed in Colorado. That oh, was, yeah, that's Colorado. right. Yeah. yeah. My my pet peeve, too, now is that like with ESPN in, the American team start the season. And similar to like how MLB used to always have like the Reds start the season. Yeah. On, a, on noontime, like for opening day. Like it used to be like the Leafs and either the Canadians yeah. or the Senators. Leafs Canadians. That was like yeah, that happened. I think Leafs Canadians is like the way to start. Yeah. But also like Austin had his his four goals uh to start the season 
um, against the Senators. So there's that. But like the season not starting with the Leafs, it just really <laughs> irks me. <laughs> Here's really what I'm gonna, I think I, it like this year it's like Tampa. It's like I mean, no, who's really in you, Tampa? I thought it was Nashville and in who is in because it's in Chechia, right? Well, yes, yes, but I'm talking about like the actual start, not the well, European start. But that's the start of the NHL regular season yes, is in Europe. Like, okay, yes, I'm, and that's why you're, I'm irritated. You're is correct, that, but the start of the North American season is like, let's see, it's it's Tampa in New York, and then it's Vegas and los angeles and then like the next night it's maple leaves canadians yeah you i wonder know, what it's just maybe they still gave the the, tam- the, I, the I, I i just like okay i just like having a, some sort of tradition to open up a season no i i agree with you i thought and it's nice to have game one always be the same two teams i think that's kind of funny it's kind of there's a nice like kind of okay it's a it's a, a ritual uh, every season that we have this go through the same pattern of Leafs Habs playing on on opening night in you know regardless of whether they're good or not yeah I regardless like, yeah. I think it should be like Coyotes uh, <laughs> or maybe the say I think Sabers should open up the season really you know Coyotes at Sabers yeah Coyotes Sabres. <laughs> we could do Leafs Sabers like that would be interesting Leafs Sabers would be a good one it would be fun to do Oilers Sabers bring it back to the McDavid year the McDavid tank oh, yeah. year you know like but right. I I'm just saying that yeah we're getting pretty close I think what are we there's uh, 19, two and a half there's weeks. There's 19 days left until the start of the season. So I was just reading, in case you didn't, for anyone who doesn't know, the first regular season games are in Prague. They are between, oh, they're in Prague, okay. The, the, it's between the Predators and the Sharks. Uh, yeah. August, like, or October 7th and 8th, which makes, I mean, Hurdle is... is it's kind of weird, though. Yeah. It, okay, so here's another pet peeve. I'll go on. If you're going to go to Prague, okay, why don't you have David Pasternak going? Yeah, yeah. Well, Hurdle is is one of the. I mean, he's up there. David Pasternak right? has won Mister. Yeah, Mister. Yeah. I don't know whatever their award is. Like every single year since he's been like a professional athlete. Yeah, yeah. Sharks versus versus Bruins. Yeah, this because the Bruins get they always get too much stuff. They they get you know so they can take a break. <laughs> well, also the whole Bruins are going to be out of the lineup to start the year, right? Isn't that how? Yeah, it but Pasternak will be in. Yeah, I know. But wait, why so you is do that? Bruins well, and Sharks? Marchand and and McAvoy are and Bergeron. Oh yeah, are, no Bergeron. Bergeron's not injured, is he? No, but he's gonna play five games and not get to his bonus, right? Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's ten games to get to his bonus. <laughs> I know that's why. But he's anyway, <laughs> it, it is. It was funny. I agree. I, saw, with you. I don't know. I don't know. Michael, Michael was the first to tweet out that the regular season in the NHL is starting before the preseason concludes, which is pretty silly. I don't know why they're doing that. I don't know. Well, a couple of years ago, didn't we had like the like during the twenty twenty one season? So it's, I guess it's only a year ago, but like two seasons ago. <laughs> Didn't we have the um, the playoffs start before the end of the regular yeah. season? Yeah, but that was because well, of COVID. The it that was because the, like the non-playoff teams were finishing their their season. It didn't well because right? they had they had games canceled because of COVID, so they had yeah. to make them up. And the yeah. only way, they but could... I'm saying that's more interesting to me than. But this was scheduled intentionally to be this way. This, yeah, they well, didn't have also, to. I didn't know this. I was just reading this that there's also two more games in the first week or second week of November that the Avalanche and uh, Blue Jackets were playing in Finland. Uh, two games. Which oh, I hadn't, I kind of forgot about. Is, yeah, who's the Finnish player in the Blue Jackets? What? Liney. Oh, Liney. Okay. Liney and Rantanen. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love how you. You say Liney every single time. Should Liney? Is that what's? It's probably Liney. I mean, that's yeah. at least how we pronounce it. Yeah, Liney. that's probably how it actually. It, it, is. Oh, yeah. I'm wearing a, a blue. You have a blue jacket shirt on. <laughs> there you go. But that's funny. That's it's like it's that, too bad. that was it's what too I said. Koivu like, isn't in the league. If you're you know. gonna have, if you're gonna have like games in Europe. That's awesome. Just don't do it to start the season. I don't know why the first game it's, of the well, season. Well, that's exactly the time to do it. Well, no, because then it fucks up all my data processing. Because <laughs> well, who knows know. what the data is going to be like? You don't the, know if that. I don't know. But what to. if the games are off and then it just like screw- it? It don't worry about it, Luke. We'll get to it when we get there. <sighs> it's going to be annoying. Well, Luke's already stressed about wrong. it. I am already stressed about it. Yeah. I don't know what to so, expect. I'm excited. It'll be. I don't know. It'll be interesting to watch. I. It's been a while. It's been a couple years, right? Since they've done. Didn't they, or to start the, I don't know. It's remember. been a few years. It has been since like 2019. Oh, which makes they sense. They obviously yeah. didn't do it last season. Yeah. 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 The season before that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, we are uh, coming up. Uh, I that I just realized we have to get our fantasy league together, bro. Yeah. So, I need to. We're playing <laughs> fantasy hockey this year. Yeah. Are you, playing, are you, in, are you playing fantasy hockey? Sh- I think it might be too late. To play? What do you mean? Well, I'm going to be in Singapore next week. Oh. I, it, I could rush a draft, but. 
Josh, you got to get on that. I do need to get on that. I'm just realizing that we're well. We don't have close. to draft yet, do we? No. When do we, we draft? It's more about as everyone who plays fantasy hockey knows. The hardest part about playing fantasy hockey is scheduling the draft. You need to draft <laughs> before the seventh when the season starts. No, obviously I know, I know that. that but we but have two weeks. The then. issue is when you have is it the seventh or is it the sixth. Is it's it the Thursday seventh. Or Friday? Seventh and eighth is I think okay. are the games. Friday and Saturday, right? Yeah. Or maybe is that in November? No, it's Friday. It's the seventh and eighth are the the yeah. games in Prague. Friday Saturday yeah. games in Prague. Anyway, uh, that is w- everything that's new in the NHL. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's everything that's been going on, uh, and yeah, right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we miss it. We're probably... there's not too much else going on. No, there's not no. too much else. We can't really speak too much to like Nils Lundqvist just got traded today. I don't know who um, that is. Shout out to Shayna though for <laughs> dropping the bomb. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, good for her. Good for yeah. her. I Why can't be much more Luke? Luke's jealous. Too. Luke's about to go on a little rant. I've been trying to get somebody to oh give us God. a scoop <laughs> for three years. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But seriously, <laughs> if you got a little insider, you want us to scoop something, we're here for you. Not that I, I feel like people. Twitter needs to verify us first yeah, before we, we, can, we can scoop something. Yeah, and then we got a couple months to be able to pressure the Kraken into uh, letting us have Vince Dunn on the podcast. Yeah. Do it while we're should there. We, we should do a live so podcast during in the, the In conference. the Amazon Music Studio, okay? <laughs> so we're going to do it. So we need everybody to pressure yeah, the, Vince Dunn. the Kraken. I'll reach out to the people I know at the Kraken, and we're going to make it we're gonna make it happen. I'm telling you. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I, he, he didn't have a good season last year. I'm sorry. I can't he was He's going to have a good one this year. Yeah. Once, Like, literally, once we have him on the pod, he's going to go on a streak, okay? Yeah. So I'm telling you, we're going to save Vince Dunn's career. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think well, <laughs> I don't think he needs saving necessarily, no. but uh, anyway, okay. That's 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 enough of us I rambling. I think that is a wrap, we, Josh. I will get... <laughs> I don't really care what Luke says, but Josh, I, I think you're trying to wrap it before. I think we're wrapping it kind of. I, I think so. Here. I was going to announce something that, that there's maybe going to be oh. a, a a first time evolving hockey podcast episode where it's just Luke and I. Oh yeah, Sean is a little busy the next two weeks, and it might just be Luke and I on here. Younger and bros have to do Zoom. That'd we, be good. I know. Duo. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. We wouldn't have to do Zoom. We could just like be in a room together. <laughs> you guys might have to look at each other. No. We would. We'd have to look. I don't want to look at Josh because the way you guys have your setup, I, I think we've sort of talked about it. So, like, avid listeners would know. But you guys are not facing each other. You're like facing. You're like ninety degrees apart. Like, yeah. Um, so it's it's a little or, yeah, you'd be ninety <laughs> degrees apart. But yeah. Like your back is kind of whatever. Anywho, yeah, it would be it would be interesting. But yeah, yes, you, have- you might do it because I will be um, in Singapore the next two Mondays. Yeah. So uh, we'll have to. Well, we'll see. Maybe Sean will do a remote, and we can yeah. still get it to work. But I, I think probably we not. Sean, well, we're going to be twelve your... hours apart. This will be the perfect time for us to do. I know. Yeah, <laughs> do a, a very remote podcast. Yeah. But, um. Anyway, I think it'd be fun for Luke and I to try to do an episode and just fumble around and realize that we need Sean. Right. That's what Sean's yeah. waiting for. Or you realize you don't need me. Uh, yeah. I'll never return to the. It'll podcast. be a much better finished product anyway. Yeah. Well, I don't have to... we won't have Sean constantly shitting on us the whole episode. <laughs> And then you know what? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're very uh, nice to us. Sean's, Not really, Sean's the nicest guy. Yeah. All right. Ta- all right. Take us out of here, Sean. So, sayonara, <laughs> adios, au revoir. Um, Auf Wiedersehen. I will be away for a couple of weeks. Perhaps the twins will be um, blessing you with their presence. But when I come back, at least hockey season will be starting, and I'm excited about that. Oh, and you guys are not not to hold it up too, but you guys will, while I'm gone, be releasing the uh, the standings projections of the season yes. projections. So that will be a fun thing to look forward to within the next week to two weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, should should everybody be excited about that as well? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we're looking forward to. It. Well, thanks, Sean. Uh, yeah, have thanks, fun. Sean. Have fun uh, on on a. Uh, I'm assuming it's a trip. Maybe it's a. I mean, it is a trip. I'm assuming it's, it's a plane for... flight. I'm not gonna trip there, but. <laughs> All right, is we'll it, have yeah, fun. Is it business or pleasure? It's pleasure. All right, we'll have fun. <laughs> we'll have fun. Uh, enjoy this is, it. This is my pleasure, Luke and Josh. <laughs> Boo. We will see everybody in a few weeks. All right, All right. take it easy, thanks, Sean. Sean.